My guest today is no stranger to Bullet and Flight Radio. In fact, you can listen to his replays every Tuesday under the Pyro Media Block. We're talking about Walt B and the Walt B Connection. Here's a little bit about my guest today. He is a social media influencer. He is also a motivational speaker as well as the host of the Walt B Connection. He is a former pastor and recording artist for gospel music and R&B. Please welcome to the show today my guest, Walt B. We're giving him a call. Walt B. It's ringing. The call is being recorded. Hello. Hello. Is this Walt B? This is he. From the Walt B. Connection. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Excellent. This is Jess Dominic from Bullet and Flight Radio. How are you today? You know, I'm doing good. Doing great. Excellent. Uh-huh. Excellent. I am so happy that I was able to catch up with you. You know, your show, The Walt B. Connection, has been a staple every Tuesday on Bullet and Flight Radio, and one of the most popular, actually, on Tuesday, our Tuesday show. So congratulations, sir. Seriously, it is. (laughs) So I am very excited to talk to you, and I'm sure our our listening audience is excited to hear from you as well. But I just got a few questions for you. Okay. Help people get to know you better, those that are tuning in on Tuesday. If you have not listened to the Walt B. Connection, the Encore performances repeat every Tuesday on Bullet and Flight Radio. So if you don't catch his live YouTube uh, presentation uh, on his show, obviously on the, um, I guess, Pyromedia Network, then the replays are all audio, but they are on Bullet and Flight Radio, and they're very entertaining for those that have not tuned in to check out Walt B. So just want to give that plug and shout out before we even start the interview. (laughs) Right. So tell us, how how did you first get involved in the entertainment business as a whole? Okay, so um, that's a, a serious question. So I remember now, I've been singing since I was, like, five or six years old in okay. church. But my first experience outside of the church, I was picked up at high school. The high school music teacher heard me singing the Negro National Anthem. Yes. And he said, I like your voice. Now, he sing, he's taught the classical music. He said, I like your voice, and I want you to come try out for Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof, right? Oh. And so <laughs> I was like, I've never acted before. I've never, I don't know anything about that whole um, arena. And he said, I want you to be Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof. So they had me go through the audition process, the dance and everything. And um, I actually landed the role. There were a few other people that auditioned, but I actually landed the role. And now they did they did a lot of training and teaching with me because when I say I was not an actor, I could act a fool, but to be to actually <laughs> to actually act I couldn't do. And so um the more experienced actors would give me um tips on how to memorize the lines and how to deliver them. And I would listen. We ended up having a very, very successful run of the play. Um, it was so, so good, in fact, some of the other high schools in the city would actually come and watch us perform. Um, wow. Once I saw that element outside of the church, I was bit by the entertainment bug because the th- they started telling me things like, you control the emotion of the room with the music, you know, and 
um, in the church, we like to blame all of that on the Holy Spirit and the anointing. I'm not saying that that's not a thing. I'm just saying that there is also another aspect of it. That's right. So I got to learn, just learning the, the mechanics of being on set, the stage, and then after high school, learning the business behind the stage um, also. Um, so I would say around 16 years old is when I actually got started in entertainment. Hmm. Listen to that. You know, listening to you talk about your beginning, starting off in the church and singing in the church, was it the church choir or were you in a singing group? It was the church choir. My mom was the choir director, but my mama couldn't harmonize. <laughs> don't, ask, don't ask me how that, do not ask me how that works. She could direct, but she could not harmonize at all. And so she realized at like 12 that I could. And so she was running late to a rehearsal that I was, my dad had already had me at the rehearsal. And she told me to start running over the parts with the choir. And so the choir was used to singing unison, but I'm like, uh-uh. We, spent, we were singing Order My Steps in Your Word. And I was like, we're not going to mess this song up. This is my song. And then. <laughs> I talked to Parks, and by the time she had got there, the choir sound good, and they made me the minister of music, and the rest is history. Oh, wow. How old were you? I was 12. You were a little prodigy. That's what yeah. I, I knew you were going to say you were young. Wow. <laughs> Wow-wee. That is absolutely amazing. And then to go from the church choir to the church director to being involved in an actual stage plays and stage play production. I Wow, that's absolutely amazing. And I actually have a very, very similar backstory, so I totally get it. I totally, awesome. totally understand what you're saying right there. So tell us, do you play any instruments or do you have any secret talent? So something that's, whole, that's completely unattached to what we know you as the host of the Walt B Connection. <laughs> I play at the piano. So I'm not uh, a piano, <laughs> but I play at the piano. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Aside from the Walt B Connection, um, no, I really don't have the – I do a lot of audio engineering behind the scene, but other than that, I really don't do much. Okay. Um, in terms of, like, hobbies and stuff now okay you know i could i could you know i just knew you were gonna say you were a cook oh you know what so long story short i do i do get in that kitchen and i, I throw down i do throw down but i don't cook enough to say that i'm like uh internet like i wouldn't do like the videos and stuff <laughs> okay all right but i just i know, get down and Okay, because cooking good food is a secret talent. Okay, there we go. Right. <laughs> okay, all right, that's good to know. That's really good to know. So let me ask you, where do you see yourself, your, your, your career, basically, in the next 10 years? Where will the Walk B connection be in the next 10 years? So in the next in the next ten years, I'm gonna be on somebody big screen. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be on there acting, um, singing, and or directing. <laughs> These are just things I want to do. I want to impact culture in a positive way. I want to open yeah. minds and transform the way people think. Hmm. Yes, and with your background from learning theater, people don't understand how disciplined you have to be in order to learn theater. Absolutely. TV has nothing on theater. Absolutely, because it's on, the, it's on the fly. There's no cut, right. do-over, none of that. That's right, one take. Right. And then to learn the behind the scenes, to learn – stage management and right. set dressing and all the right. yeah right production people don't realize how fun it is to learn all the jobs that make theater work make a production work absolutely oh that's awesome <laughs> that is awesome to hear so okay 
on the big screen in the next 10 years, directing, singing, acting, and, and, and of course, doing your own show and giving your own commentary. You're just a man, a jack of all trades, it sounds like. Yeah, jack of all trades, but I'm a master of some of them mugs, too. All right. All right. <laughs> so tell us, with all this creativity and talent, mm-hmm. what was your childhood like? I guess just, you probably just seemed like a very creative child. I bet you were just. So tell us what, how were you, what were you like as a child? So <laughs> my mom tells me I was always into something. Like I was always messing with this, messing with that. Um, that's the fun part. But I, I tell people all the time, when you know someone who is gifted, they paid a price for that gift. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the price that I paid for the gift that I do operate in now, I paid in my childhood. Like so there there was a lot of fun moments. There were some fun moments, but there were uh, there were more daunting or dark moments, um, I would say, um, to my childhood. Mm. Um where the creativity was the escape from yes. the crazy event that was going on. Yes. You know. I can understand exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at, what, at one point in time, you were a pastor, weren't you, or a minister? Yes. So when I was 21, I started everything young. 12, I was a pastor. 21, I mean, 12, I was a minister of music. 21, I became a pastor of a church. Um a Kojic church, believe it or not. Can we can we call the denomination? You sure can. Okay. I was We sure can. Pastor. It's your truth. I, <laughs> I was the pastor of a Kojic church. Um, very Kojic, sir. Very we're talking three and four hour services. Very Kojic. Okay. Um yeah, that's old school right then, there. <laughs> a year after I became the pastor, I got married to a woman. Okay. Um, Now, before all of this, I'm not just just deep diving. You're like, I ain't asked you all that. But (laughs) no, you're doing all right. (laughs) Before all of this, um, I had had inter interactions with men, um, sexual encounters with men. I had sex with men, um, and I knew I enjoyed sex with men far more than I enjoyed even engaging in romantic whatever with a woman, right? Um, yeah. But I started pastoring, and I thought I was Andrew Caldwell. I thought I was delivered. Delivered. Um, uh, women, 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 women. Um, <laughs> after years of pastoring, church split, formed a second church. The second church was more successful than the first church. I realized after my now ex-wife wanted to leave me that one of the reasons our marriage was doomed from the beginning was because I wasn't sexually attracted to women. Um, Love them as friends. We could definitely be friends. We could hang out. We could talk. And I do, you know, on some level, I think they're beautiful. So they are attractive to me, but they're just not, they don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, no offense to all the women who are listening in, but, you know, I know some of the women who are listening in completely understand. <laughs> right, uh, Because right. you're not attracted to men out there. So, yeah. Right. It is amazing how religion can keep you in this isolated bubble and right. kind of wrapped in lies and fear. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it is the opposite of what it's there for. <laughs> right. Pure religion. It's, it's the yes. opposite of what pure religion is there for. Um, That's right. Once I started decolonizing my faith and deconstructing right. certain areas of my faith, I realized that pure religion, as you stated, is not here to entrap us and to control us. You will know the truth, no. and the truth will make you free, right? That's right. Keeping the sun set free is free indeed. I'm free, free to indeed. do what I'm designed and assigned to do. But 
man-made denominations and man-made religions restrain us to a cultural normative that a lot of times are harmful to whom we are designed and assigned to be. That's right. We are not made to be robots and carbon copies of one another. We are designed to be the unique creatures that God has created us to be, all in his image, all versions of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And I hope everyone that's listening out there, listen, the Wellbeing Connection is a show that really talks and focuses on dating and Mm -hmm. single life. And for those that have tuned in, you know that that's exactly what he talks about. But within that, uh, the mm-hmm. discussions of sexuality, faith, uh, and just character come up yeah. constantly within the Walt B. Show. So I I would recommend that you go back and listen to some of the old episodes. They are on Bulletin's Life Radio, but you can also go check out the videos, too. So anyway, get right. back to, to what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's to those who just tuned in. Right. Um, but you're right. Well, Right, and I found out a lot of times, and this is what kind of helped me make the decision to kind of back away from organized religion, um, because I, I I was making a lot of noise in my area as it pertains to a gospel being a gospel recording artist. You know, I had yeah. put a few songs out; they were getting play in different states. You know, I was growing on social media, but. Um, because I was hiding the truth of who I am, I couldn't connect with the people that needed me. Yes. Because I yes. got to keep this. Because if I connect with you too much, then they're going to know we are too much alike, right? Or they're right. going to force me to say something to you I really don't believe. And I really don't, I don't want to harm you and making, you know, a 19-year-old man feel like he needs to be delivered when I know the fact that he doesn't need to be delivered. He just needs to be taught how to control and appropriate his sexuality. You know? Right. Like like um, any other human being. Right. Right. Like, just because you see everything, you don't have to chase and hop on everything you see, you know. Sometimes it's just good to look at right. the Perfect for that. That's um, right. <laughs> so... so <laughs> Um, you know, we learn these things once we get older, but when we're younger, if there's no one there to teach us, we just do what feels right. That's right. right. And so I had to kind of start backing off of organized religion because organized religion told me I had to say these things and I had to do these things. Um, and mind you, I was not connected to some of the awesome people I know now that could have coached me and maybe mentored me in a way to exist in that and still yeah. be authentic to who I am. But I, I like the fact that I just left all the way around and I've deconstructed and I'm still currently decolonizing my beliefs. Mm. I bet that was such an interesting journey to go from pastor of the second church that was more successful a gospel uh, music career that was really starting to really take off and yeah. stop the train and say, hey, nope, I'm getting off this train. That's yeah. really interesting. Because so many of our uh, brothers and sisters choose to stay quiet and, and move mm-hmm. forward. Folks on here know that I talk about being a background singer for Fred Hammond traveling okay. and touring with him and singing back up in the studio for Cece Winans and mm-hmm. Angelo and Veronica and uh, singing for Mariah Carey and, and Aretha Franklin and all, all of that stuff. You know, you know that life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in knowing that life, you know that there is a mask that a yeah. lot of people put on that are in the business. And it seems like the most successful mm-hmm. put on the best mask, and I'll say that. Right. I I just saw a video of a pastor rebuking a young man in his church for playing a tambourine. Okay. <laughs> um, he said, "Put that tambourine down." The, the men's chorus don't play the tambourine. We clap, and he so he tells the young man to put the tambourine down. But the gentleman who made that, that comment, and I don't want to 
call any names, but the gentleman who made that comment, I'm like, bruh, that should be the last thing to come out your mouth, <laughs> you know. But, and mm-hmm. he should know that playing the tambourine is not going to, or stop playing the tambourine is not going to all of a sudden make him straight. Period. And yeah, he's period. He, that last part, he should definitely know that whole last part. Mm-hmm. So here we I go with the lies and the misinformation again. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. And and the bullying over the pulpit. Bullying over the pulpit from someone who is closeted. Right. Bullying someone. That, it is the most destructive cycle that I have mm-hmm. ever seen. Right. And my parents are pastors, and they feed into all of that black church and what mm-hmm. the white man taught them, how they should be dressed, look, all of mm-hmm. that. It's just, I love my parents. Love you, if you're dad, if you're listening out there. But um, it is just so disruptive of the natural order of things right. and the spirit as well. Absolutely. They really hinder the spirit of God. Absolutely. I, I, I found out, um, because musicians, us, us that sing and are able to tap into the other realm through music, you know, it's accompanied with other gifts, you know. Yes. I have found out that me being authentic to who I am, I am greater able to flow in my other gifting um, now that I am at least honoring who God has made me. That's right. And Isn't I'm, that deep? I'm, yes, it Ooh. really is. It really is. It, it, it's actually, it's also a joy now that I can see the difference. Yes. Um, because initially when I left the church, I was like, oh, my God, did I make a mistake? Do I need to do a whole public repent and go back in the closet, you know, still? Yes. Um, at first, because, I mean, I went from making, you know, a nice amount of money to making nothing. <laughs> yes. You know, so all, yeah, out on your own. Right. Always being booked. I always have somewhere to sing. Because just walk in places and they'll be like, here's a mic. Right. Oh, and by the way, here's an honorarium. Like, I, I could go right. certain places and this could happen. Um, so now when I walk into a church, they're like, watch him. Don't let him, don't let him speak. He's on some, he's bringing strange fire. And at first that was mm-hmm. uncomfortable for me, but I love it now. I love being able just to stand in my truth and be bold about who I am and who, you know, I'm not in love currently at the moment, but should I fall in love with a man? I love the fact that I would be able to publicly, you know, uh, proclaim my love to him. Yeah. He wouldn't have to be my exactly. exactly. What what a joy and a beauty and a freedom. Those right. that are free are free indeed by Christ. You Absolutely. know, it's so interesting. When I look at the church and all of the fluff and all of the call me bishop such and such, call me bishop uh, such and much, and all of this such a much attitude that – it's so steep in the church. They remind me more and more as I have left the church and disassociated my, myself with the church and gone through a very similar journey that you're talking about. I realize that this is closer to the life that Jesus was talking about and what we read in the Bible. The church hated Jesus. The church killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said give us Barabbas from what we know. I- Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel closer to the walk of Christ now that I have forsaken traditions, forsaken these man-made religions, and I see from his example now that he was with the prostitutes. He was with the common man. He was not with the such-a-much. They, we thought many times they wanted to kill him when they did talk to him. Right. And that is what we go through now. I know that I sing, you know, I've been singing gospel. I came out with a little EP uh, recently. And some of the feedback that I get from them is like, how could you think about God? Hmm. This is blasphemous. And we're going to boycott you. We want to suffocate your music, your career. These are the types of things. That they, and it's like, wow, I feel close to God because, <laughs> because so. there's so much it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. 
up until this very moment, speaking to you, I had never looked at it in that facet, and that makes so much sense. Yes. It really does. Yes. We are more like Christ now that we're we're still holding on to our spirituality. Yes. Still, you know, reverencing the truth of who God is, but we refuse to do it along with the current religious dogma. I love it. That's right. Because I know he still comes and visits me in the morning, and I have never Absolutely. felt and known him to be my mother. When the Bible mm-hmm. says, I am the breasted God, I am your mother. I, I, I will be your mother, I should say, and your father. I mm-hmm. never looked at God as someone who is both male and female, not until mm-hmm. recently. And to see God in the female image and to see God in the male image, because we're all mm-hmm. one, right? All right. right. When we start talking about God's gender, it is so uncomfortable for a lot of religious people because they are patriarchy says he's a man. The man is the head. The man runs everything. You know, the woman, she can be smart, but she's really just, you know, she's almost Mm -hmm. a figure. She's a figurehead. Um, Mm -hmm. When we're willing to embrace the feminine, the divine feminine, you know, the feminine part of who God is, a lot of times it's uncomfortable to have that discussion uh, with people. I recently hear on my social I just recently did a post about the feminine and God's gender, and um, I was addressing the whole target issue, this whole whole target, uh, Christians going into target and tearing down the pride display. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was I was addressing that, and I like all of this. A lot of times is rooted in people feeling like we are in some way attacking their God, their faith, because they've been taught that God is one way. God accepts one thing. God and everything else God rejects. Again, right? Because the religion they practice constrains and restrains, and you know, and perverts and perverts. Absolutely. But pure religion is supposed to set you free. Pure religion, right? And yes. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's so insane to read the same Bible and the story of Genesis, even, Mm -hmm. to know that we we were all taught that Adam was created first. Right. I've learned directly and been taught now by born-again rabbis that Mm -hmm. Adam, Adam, before Eve was graced the stage, so to speak, that Adam had an entire woman inside of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never thought about that. And then before, I clearly, in, the, in that state of being both male and female, mm-hmm. prior, they said, let us create man in our image and likeness. It's <laughs> there it is right, right there. There it is. There it is. So yeah. Those, and that makes those them uncomfortable. The That's why Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, I, I was just saying those are the kind of conversations and thought patterns that make people religious people specifically uncomfortable. It, it, and and my mom flat out feels like I'm challenging her her quote unquote Holy Ghost or her God because you know I won't let up off of it. If he's the mother to the motherless, then he's a woman. Don't try to give me no philosophy outside of that. And 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 I, nothing against our trans trans brothers and sisters. I, I wasn't saying that for that point. I'm saying, you know, we can't limit God to a gender. I, I'm not saying saving. Right anything about, you know, birth giving people. You no, know, and, and and in contrast, let me just add right there, it, it feels like that it validates the transgender community even Ab- more. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, and even and even with that, um I just don't like the hate and vitriol they receive. Um 
instead of just embracing their journey. You know, this yeah. is this is their lived experience. Who am I to tell you that it's not valid? You know, we're talking about a lived experience here. We're not talking about someone just pulling something out of the thin air. You know, but this is something that they lived, or something with, that they've dealt with their whole life. And Correct. you know, I feel like we should definitely embrace that about our, you know, trans brothers and sisters. I totally agree. Uh, the Bible calls tr- the trans community eunuchs. I believe that all LGBT fit under the category, from what I understand, as eunuchs. And for those who are familiar with the book, the Kama Sutra, which is over 3,000 years old, which clearly would suggest that that book was published before Christ. Okay. And knowing that in that book there is an entire chapter dedicated to eunuch sex. And so you see men with men, you see trans men and trans women and just sexuality. The book is published. Anybody can go to any bookstore and see. So when we read about eunuchs and see that Daniel, one of the major prophets in the Bible, and the Mm -hmm. three Hebrew boys, all three of them, were all eunuchs. We don't know if they surgically back then, ancient surgery, had their penises removed, Mm -hmm. or if they were, as Jesus said in Matthew, born eunuchs. Just meaning they had no desire for women. Right. So all of that is in the Bible, and yet we refuse to embrace it. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It challenges challenges the heteronormative truth that's just been pushed and shoved down everyone's throat. Well, either it's the truth, as they say, or it's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't pick and choose what's true and what's not I agree I agree Wow I'm sorry we got off on a tangent everyone We were talking about childhood earlier Right right. I I love this because really What we've just discussed is How you went from a boy to a man Absolutely Absolutely Yes from boys to men (laughs) Right Boys to men <laughs> so let me ask you, if you could collaborate with anyone on a project, now after talking about everything that we talked about in the space and place that you are in now, mm-hmm. what would you do? Speak this vision, make it plan. Okay. So major artist, someone major nationally known, an artist that I would like to collaborate with, um, would be be slayed. No. Yes. I love him. I just love him so much. I love Tony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so the thing I like about him is no matter who he collabs with, he he brings out the best in them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I just I just love it. I know some artists that have worked with him and heard their song that they did with him, and I'm like, you need to work with him again because he definitely mm-hmm. he leveled your sound up, you know. Um, now, on people just look local, at him. People just look at him as an artist, but people don't know that he's a songwriter and producer, and just he is as talented as Prince to me. Yeah. 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 The thing that stopped, I believe, stopped the trajectory of his success was the fact that he was bold enough to say who he was and not apologize for it. Correct. That's right, which makes me love him even more. Right. Right. Favorite song by B. Slade, he's not the one asking me, is a song called Sexual. It's still up on YouTube. It's not on on Apple Music. I don't know if it's on Amazon anymore, but um, it's called Sexual. The tag just says some people are straight, some people are gay. I love it. I'm like, go ahead and sing the truth. We play that on Bullet and Flight Radio, actually, every week during our segments oh. of Sexuality and the Church. We open. That's I, our opening song. So, see, look, I love it. I love it. Yeah. We're going to talk about the truth, okay? <laughs> We're going to talk about the truth of Bullet and Flight Radio. That's just what we do. And we play Salt and Pepper 
Uh, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about, I mean, you know, why, why not? What, what is so unclean about sex? But then you all want to quote from the Song of Solomon. Right. You want to quote from I mean, the Song of Solomon? And, and, I mean, with all of the under, sexual undertones that's been going on in the church re- lately, um, I think they just need to leave that whole, um, really, they need to leave the whole preaching on fornication and stuff. They need to leave that alone. I, there's this whole video. <laughs> I went to a church called Apostolic Faith Temple. I just have to mm-hmm. say this. I went to a church called Apostolic Faith Temple. I'm putting it out there. Bishop Lambert Gates is, is the presiding bishop. Mm-hmm. That's the church I was raised at. And by the time I was 16, 15, people were calling it Apostolic Fornication Temple. Because <laughs> everybody from the pastor on down was tipping. Hey. Uh-huh. I, I agree with you. I just had to interject that. <laughs> I heard Bishop Yvette Lunder say, instead of teaching so much abstinence, we need to teach people just how to be sexually ethical and, you know, um, operate with sexual ethics, meaning make sure you're not harmful to the person, you know, right. make sure that you are honoring your body and honoring your mate. And I yes. think I think teaching along those lines, would definitely repair a lot of the, the 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 wounds as far as sexuality is concerned in the church. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And we play a little bit of Beyond the Gatekeepers too, sexuality in the church. So uh, Yvette A. Flunder is uh, she often speaks, and yeah, I, I've met her, and and she is definitely passionate about kind of breaking down these church stereotypes. Absolutely, I love um, I, I love her. She, she uh, even though I've never met her, never had a conversation with her. Her and uh, Bishop Oliver, I, I don't know if that's his name from um, Atlanta. Yeah, yes. They kind of coach Allen. OC Allen. There we go. Um, they coached me through the um, leaving the church and becoming comfortable with being gay and saved. Yes. Me too. Those are my two staples that really helped me mentally and emotionally down through, yeah. the, I guess, the past 10 years. Is O.C. Allen, like you said, and what a testimony he had from coming out with the, talking to Lexi. Oh, and mm-hmm. it, my girl Lexi, Lexi from Detroit, so she and I used to hang out together. So it was really interesting. <laughs> to see. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, them old Detroit years, oh, we need to talk. Well, I need to talk all day. We need to pull our resources together musically and also see what we can do because this is crazy. This this will definitely be fun to do, yes. Uh, that would be amazing. So tell me, what would you say your greatest passion and or con- conviction is? So my my greatest passion is the next generation. Okay. I want them to I, I want them to have the leg up that I feel like I didn't have. Um yes. and, and and that goes across the whole spectrum of things. I, I tell people that your sexuality is a part of who you are, but it's not the sum total of who you are. Okay. And I, I feel like sometimes we major so much on the minor we forget we're playing a whole, you're playing a whole, you know, symphony here. So you can't just stop at one one portion of the song. You got to get to the other elements here. You know, some other seasons you got to get to. And right. um, to do that, I try to gather groups of younger adults and um, older teens. I don't too much like working with small children because, yeah, I, they just get on my nerves. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I try to give them tools as far as um, uh, money management, which I let them know is a lifelong struggle. I, I, I probably need to update the word struggle, but it's a lifelong commitment, you know. That yes. It's something you're going to always have to pay attention to, money management. Um, and then reading the room. I teach them the value of being able to read the room. 
sometimes we want to change the system, but sometimes you got to get in, become a part of the system to change the system. And, you know, some opportunities you X yourself out um, of. And, and, again, I'm not saying that you have to dumb down who you are. I'm not saying that. But sometimes you X yourself out of certain um, opportunities because you don't know how to go in and out um, amongst the room. And so I just yeah. teach them how to read the room. Uh, and then appropriate your success. Sure, that's your homie, but you got to ask yourself, are they equipped to go with me where I'm going? So I have to uh, I have to appropriate my success. You know, we might be only able to kick it at the house until you until you're willing to level up in certain areas. You yeah. know, and no, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of you. You know, and, and these are these are not deciding factors are not things as far as sexuality. But you know, sometimes people just have things, character flaws and. You know, here we are, forty, and you want to gangbang still? Like, okay, mm-hmm. we 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 should be coming out of this, you know. So yeah. we all you may have ran the block at twelve, but we're twenty now, <laughs> so we need to be yeah. kind of coming out of certain things and moving into another facet of life. So the next generation is one of my mm-hmm. passions. And um, what was the second part of that question? I'm sorry. Oh no! What is your what would you consider your greatest conviction? Oh, my greatest conviction is <laughs> my greatest conviction is to show love and be loving um, mm. towards people, and um, that is what convi- that is what convicted me not to throw the baby out with the bathwater as it relates to the church. Yeah, because because during my process of leaving the church, I had become angry at the church and hurt with the church. And I started making public statements against the church that was rooted in hurt and anger and began to verge on hate, right? Yes. And the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, you cannot fight hate with hate. You can't become like them. And then, you you know, you become the predator when you are right. the prey. Like, you, you, have to, you, have to, you have to show love to them. Even though not now, hold on. I want. I'm not excusing and giving the pass, but I'm showing. I'm going to show love, and I'm not going to be hateful towards him. Still going to speak the truth to power, but I'm going right. to do it in love. Right, because you have boundaries now. Come right. on now. Wow, I so relate to that. I remember in 2015, I think it was from 2015 mm-hmm. to about 2018, I boycotted mm-hmm. gospel music. I get it. I totally get I it. didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to any new artist. I didn't know any new person that was out. I wouldn't listen to any new music, even from the old people that I listened <laughs> to and, and grew up with in Detroit. Nope. I want to hear nobody because I know half of y'all and I know who you really sleeping with or who, or who you have slept with or right. Or that you have a, a issue with jealousy and insecurity and pride and greed and all these other things besides sex that you struggle mm-hmm. with. But then you get, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I was so done. Mm-hmm. And like you said, what drew me back to a happy medium was love. God right. love. And, and I loved him. And, and I knew he loved me. And I could feel more of his love, like I told you earlier, after I got out to church. That is deep. Right. That part. It's a shame that in some facets you have to leave the church in order to find God. Ain't that a shame? Ooh, wow. It is a shame. <laughs> it is really a shame. But shame. But at the same time, we, we always know that the devil is the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's turning on the lights and, and turning on it because he wants everybody to come on up in there so we can right. play and sashay and do our pageantry and all of this extra stuff that God cares nothing about. That's all an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, wow, I just really relate to that. So let me, let me stop before I get too far gone into talking about that one. <laughs> talking for another 30 minutes. But So tell me to, and tell us, what do you want people to know most? about you, your art, your business, your ministry, your life? 
Um, utilize, so, utilize yourself. Utilize. That's what I'm trying to say. What I, <laughs> I would want a a that is rooted in love. Okay, it, it is definitely rooted in love, um, and that I strive for excellence and attainable excellence. I want to set the bar. I want to inspire. Um, mm. And as far as my art, I, I not only want it to be creative, but I want it, I want it to be art with a purpose. So mm. um, I, I would love for my song, and you probably won't get it so much with my song, Sex in the Rain, but I am working on some new music that speaks to where we are as a community as far as Black Lives Matter, um, police brutality. Mm. Um, I feel like that's what we lost as artists. We had it in the 70s, Black artists. I feel like we lost yeah. it. And I just, I want my art to speak to where we are um, as a people. Um, yeah. And uh, and that's as far as my art, just in general, my life, my life's passion. I want my people, black men and black women, black trans, black gay men, black straight men. I want them just to know that I love them, and I want us all to come together, um, and unify. Wow. That is beautiful, and that is a wonderful purpose to have and to have people know. And to leave as a legacy is love and that you are loved and that you are, yes, absolutely beautiful. What a beautiful love story. You are very romantic in your way of thinking, and and that's beautiful. I hope you never lose that. Yeah. (laughs) I hope hope not to. It's, It's hard to remain in this generation, especially when you see how evil and toxic people can be. Yes. How much hate is out there. It's just heartbreaking sometimes. But we do know love love is greater than hate. We know that. Every day we're going to reside in that. That's right. So final question. Mm -hmm. Tell everyone how they can find you on social media. Oh, I love this question. You can find me on all social media platforms at Walt B. Connection. Walt B. Connection. That's Walt, Walt is short for my first name, Walter. Bernard, B is short for Bernard, my last name. Connection is the brand, Walt B. Connection. On social media, okay. that's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I just opened my Twitter. I got to stop participating in certain conversations <laughs> on Twitter, but <laughs> ah, hilarious. So you heard it here first, everyone. Please be sure to reach out to Walt B on all of his social media platforms. And also be sure to check him out on YouTube and Pyromedia Network. Uh, the Walt B Connection. The which comes on is it every Wednesday? Every Monday at every Monday Pacific Standard Time. All right. You heard it here first. And if you don't catch him on Mondays, the replay will be on Tuesday on Bullet of Life Radio. Mr. Waltby, I want to thank you for your time. I have sincerely enjoyed this conversation. I definitely want to invite you back on Bullet of Flight Radio. And as I said earlier, I would love to collaborate with you on some level. I was thinking, I'm going to put this out there before I let you go. Yeah, I write a lot of gospel and produce a lot of gospel and inspirational music. And I want to work with someone who leans more R&B. And, Let's do it. And work and, yeah, and I'm not an R&B songwriter or producer, mm-hmm. but I want to do something like that. I want to, it, yeah, it's just, I was like, huh. <laughs> if you write so, good okay. worship, you, if you write good worship, you can write R&B. We'll just replace Jesus with baby and ooh and ah. And we, we'll make it, I'm, I'm, so, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> I know somebody out there just grabbed their pearls like, ooh, Jesus. I So listen, everybody, we're going to make that happen. We, You and I are going to make that work. I, I Let's do it. Want to. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So everybody, stay tuned. You don't want to change that dial just yet. Up next, 
you'll hear a few commercials, but you're also going to hear some awesome and amazing inspirational music that may be a mix of R&B and gospel. Hmm? All right, don't change that dial. You are listening to Bullet and Flight Radio, your story, our station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Bishop Carlton Pearson, for that A and B selection. Yeah, praise God. Come on, here, Mama. Hello, is this thing on? Praise the Lord, says Mama. Stop all that. <laughs> Me and my daughter, Ruby Lee. Hello. We are here to deliver some radio announcements for bullet and tracks. Yes, the Mama. It's yeah, the, the bullets. Yes. Mama, stop it. It's Bullet and Flight Radio. It's Bullet and Flight. The announcements goes as follows. Please join us every week for Jess Dominic's Top 40 Gospel Songs. Oh, it's just heaven. And don't miss out on the indie spotlight that plays all throughout the week. Get to listen to It's Just Kim, the Pyro Power Hour, in the sexuals, in the church, in the sexuals, around the church. Mama, well, y'all check out Victory Hot. My Lord, I love the sermons from Vision Church of Atlanta. And, and renewed LA with Pastor Kurt Thomas. Yes, God, I blesses my soul. Yes, God, y'all tune in. That's right, babies. Y'all be sure to tune in to Bullet and Flight Radio, seven days a week. 24-7. Yes, only cause... And for more information, visit bulletinflightradio.com. Again, that's bulletinflightradio.com. Yes, and you know, Bullet and Fly is on Mama 24-7. That's what I just said, Mama. Well, Jesus, no. Mama. Y'all go and check out their schedule. Bullet and Flight Radio. Your Your story. story, our station. Mama. The best. Progressive Christian station in the world.